Hi, my name is Tyler Fornis, and I am the co-host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hunky here on the Voice Wrestling Podcasting Network. Every week, my co-host Fred Moreland and I discuss all the happenings of all elite wrestling and everything going on in the universe of Tony Khan. We talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and we will talk about Collision when the time comes as well, along with all the appearances outside of AEW from all the best talents in all elite wrestling. This is one of the more cohesive wrestling companies in the entire world, and we discuss every intricacy about it, including the unique booking of Tony Khan that is both a huge positive and a major detriment. Check us out every single Thursday here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Cast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It's Sunday, 19th of November 2023. This is this is episode 282. It's an emergency episode. We were probably supposed to be on holiday until at least until I do that World Tag League episode with Rich Craich. But a lot of stuff has happened today, hasn't it, David? And and a lot of stuff that has made us feel like we need what well, I need to vent, if nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are kind of wondering where we are and what we're doing. And, you know, if we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, I think we owe it to people to who have concerns and have uh, questions and have uh, feelings and, and, and all the above to kind of be able to, to pop in their uh, Spotify or wherever the fuck you listen to us um, and, and kind of come along for the ride. So why not? Let's fucking do it. You know, it's, I think it's important. Uh, so it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a long one. It might be, who knows, but I feel like we got to, we got to jump into it because it's weird. I feel like this is the weirdest time I've ever been a part of this show because not only is it just us that have just questions and are, and are side-eyeing and, and hands in the air, shrugging shoulders, it's people that listen to this show. It's people within like multiple wrestling companies <laughs> that are contacting us. Yes. Yes. Um, Both sides of the coin. Yeah. We've had people saying basically, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, and, and it's almost, and once again, for the first time that I can really remember, uh, especially doing this show, it's been, it's a, People kind of know what's going on. I mean, people know what's going on. Don't get me wrong, but they're just up in arms as to why it's going on. Um, and like we've heard terms like dysfunctional and uh, you know, just they don't chaotic, chaotic. Uh, not, not the heel faction as well, <laughs> right? And this is from as Joel said, both sides of the coin, both promotions. Um. And it's kind of troubling. I think it's troubling is, is the word I, I'm using. 
Um, and it's also like somewhat worrisome. I'm going through the emotions I'm feeling with all this. Worrisome, and it's and it, it is sad. Like, and, and in some cases, gut wrenching. Um, when you get direct messages, texts, stuff like that, and you know, it's not always. You know, sometimes it's not a conversation that I am in, and it's Joel and someone else. Uh, but sometimes it's me, and Joel's not in the conversation. And sometimes it's both, right? But you keep hearing the same phrases and terms, and um, it's 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 troubling because, I, like I said, I've never had an, an instance where this has been the case while doing the show. Should we start with something nice? Should we, should we just say uh, well done to Tomohiro Ishii for making it into the Wrestling Observer News Hall of Fame? I didn't vote for him. Uh, I can't remember if you did, but despite that, well done. That's nice. Yeah. Good for him. It is. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, people kind of hand wave it and say, you know, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever. But trust me, there are people that are are within the pro wrestling circles that, you know, when they hear that, um, they might not follow, but they may not be all over it. But it's it, it they recognize it and they understand what it is. Um, I'm not saying Tomohiro Ishii's you know waiting by his phone to get the phone call from the Hall of Fame committee. Um, but you know, I think it, it's it's a it's a nice feather in the cap of a Hall of Fame that is uh, you know to a large degree not political, not just a I like you this week, I'm going to put you in. Um, it's, you know, it means a little bit more in, in, in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, absolutely. I did not vote for him. I, he did not get my vote. Uh, and, and again, I, I explained it before where it was, it was a, um, a conversation within my own head of, okay, you know, can I ignore the fact that he has a track record of having, you know, arguably some of the best matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling consistently year after year after year. Um, I think the funniest thing is when I hear people are like, he's overrated or he's uh, like, he's not a great pro wrestler. Like, to me, that's just preposterous. Like, you may not like the style, um, but to say that he's not a good wrestler is just like a, just a, just like an absolute silly comment. Um, and, and I think people forget, I don't like does not equal they are not good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously a big debate about how much weight you put on the in-ring ability compared to the, all the other criteria, historical significance and the drawing ability of which the case for Ishii is very thin on the ground, hence right. the, neither of us voting for him, but uh, it is, on the other hand, extremely funny to see him in it and then you know people like Roman Reigns and the Young Bucks, etc., uh, and CM Punk not in it. So yeah. uh, that will give me a small crumb of solace on what has been a, uh, a challenging day for us. Um, let's move on. The, the next thing I wanted to talk about, something we didn't get in time last time we recorded, was the announcement that Kevin Kelly is done with New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. Um, we were hoping that he would be back for Wrestle Kingdom and that would be his swan song and having that sort of nice symbolic handing of the torch with the past and the present and the future together with Walker Stewart, but wasn't to be. And, you know, can't blame Kevin at all because flying over there away from your family during the holiday season is horrible. So um, I'm, you know, I suspect it was a case of 
Just him waiting to see, is Walker okay? Can he handle it? Yes, he can. Great. He could do Wrestle Kingdom. I don't need to be there, which, yeah, I respect that. That's great. But uh, all the same, I think it, uh, it's a, a good opportunity for us to to pay tribute to Kevin and all the outstanding work that he's done because, you know, people like Chris Jolton, Walker Street, they are um, you know standing on the shoulders of giants, if you will. It was Kevin Kelly that laid the foundation for that, for that uh, English language um, basis, the commentary. But not just that, but also you know, being a part of the, the fan community and, and listening and interacting and being more than just a, a kind of a play-by-play announcer. He he meant a lot to the fans and he'll be very much missed. Yeah. Dare I say he drove the truck of English commentary for New Japan Pro Wrestling for many years. And he, uh, he, certainly, he certainly knew how to drive that truck, right? <laughs> he certainly knew how to drive that truck. Uh, that being said, uh, I would have wished that there would have been a little bit more of a grander send off, and I get it, you know, timing and everything and all of that. But yeah, he meant uh, he meant a lot to a lot of people in 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 that company. Um, Kevin's a, Kevin's a cool dude, and he's a guy that understand. He's you know, people forget how entrenched he was in arguably one of the most important time periods in pro wrestling history. And and he's and he's always seems to have his finger on the pulse of what's going on in in pro wrestling. Um, so yes, I think he'll be sorely missed. I think he'll be sorely missed, not only from a commentary standpoint, because I think, um, and I think a lot of people agreed that he was one of the the best of of modern pro wrestling, and and you know awards help solidify that. Um, but he was always open and he's always honest, at least to, if, you know, at least to us as it seemed. Um, he always gave us his, his version of the truth. Let's put it that way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he'll be missed tremendously by, by, by all of us. Um, I'm, I'm talking about you. you fucking let, let him have his goodbye moment. Say, say goodbye to the fans through the super Jay cast. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, third Mike, third Mike, Kevin Kelly, <laughs> right? Um, we have no money to give him, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that just helps. I don't know. Maybe we just do like a little, uh, Hey, talk to us about this time period. I know you, you said this during this time, yeah. but retrospective, spill yeah. the tea on things that he's allowed to talk about and yeah, just have a chance to say goodbye to the fans. You know what? I think that's a great idea. And and traditionally, we would have him on uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You know, every year it became a tradition for that Wrestle Kingdom show. And and that grew from, I remember seeing him in Long Beach. Was it Long Beach? It might have been Long Beach. And he was like, hey, you know what? Uh, it was right before um, G1. And he wanted to do be on the show and then it didn't work out but then it wound up being wrestle kingdom and it was just like a thing like it was just like he's it was never a problem never an issue um yeah i mean i don't i don't know what uh i don't know what that uh, the future of that might look like with walker only only in the sense of you know with kevin you know keep in mind he his contract was not with new japan pro wrestling his his contract was with the network so 
Um, it it kind of gave him a little bit of flexibility in that. And I don't know if, like, if we reach out to Walker, that that would be uh, allowed. <laughs> to, I'm going to be, I'm going to say it. Now we've had wrestlers on there that have worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but uh, I don't think they they cared one way or the yeah. other. I don't even think they know that was asking for forgiveness rather than permission. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's really what it was. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, listen, maybe he'll knock it out of the park at, at a, the, the thing again, I see, I look online and it's like, I see people just kind of shitting all over him. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what people want anymore. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm the old guy yelling out of cloud. Uh, I don't know what people, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what, what 2023 going into 2024 pro wrestling looks like. And it's, um, at least the direction I see it in, it's just not one of those things that's really particularly interesting to me. All right. Well, let's move on to the big pieces of news that came out from the AW show. What was it? Full gear. I think it's full gear. First being the announcement that Will Ospreay has signed with All Elite Wrestling, which is not a particular surprise to us, but why now? Yeah. Yeah, why now? Like, why they, why announce it now? Not why have they signed him now? Like, oh, we right. all knew he was going. Um, we, well, if rumours to be believed, there were was a, a much more lucrative offer from WW on the table, but they wanted him to relocate and AW won't have to. He can still live in London and... I mean, there is the caveat of, oh, he can still work New Japan, but we'll, we'll come to that. I'm going to stick a pin in that for now. And again, this is not new for New Japan. We've had, I said we, New Japan have had their top stars poached by other companies before, but I think this is the first time that it's been announced prior to it happening. So why on Sunday the 19th of November was this the right time to announce that? When he's he's what he's finishing up in February, I believe his last dates are going to be new beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just to sell tickets for Wembley. I don't know. Correct. Um, and maybe it's uh, grander things for the UK market. Maybe. Um, is is there? Do you think there's any benefits in New Japan of that being no. announced? How could it be? You know what I mean? Like any, any like aspect of oh, this is your last chance to go and see Will Ospreay in a New Japan show. To get a but I, yeah, but that's that's. I don't even think that's on. You know, it's not like it's Liger retiring. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's he, Will Osprey will wrestle on New Japan shows. You know, co-branded shows or and even individual ones. You know, he'll do the Moxley thing and he'll do the you know for a while the Jericho thing. Um, well, look, look, let's just keep in mind that we all expected that to happen when Kenny Omega became IWGP US Champion. How many times did he defend that? No doubt. Trust me. No once, doubt. Right? He defended it once against Jeff Cobb, and that was on AWTV. Did not defend it on a New Japan show ever. Right? We've had Aussie Open saying, oh, yeah, we're gonna, we'll be back. We'll wrestle New Japan. No. And I, I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I'm just saying I would take that, oh, I can still work New Japan with a healthy pinch of salt. Correct. Um, and it's not like I can work – like. I can still work New Japan, asterisk, when I'm allowed to work New Japan. 
<laughs> you know? Okay, no, let, let me let me uh, edit that. So, not allowed to work New Japan. I'm allowed to come over and beat New Japan guys because, <laughs> right? Again, let's uh, let's uh, you you mentioned Mox. We love Mox. Very fun seeing him wrestle. He has not lost a singles match in New Japan Pro Wrestling since the 2019 G1 Climax. That was against Juice Robinson. And that wasn't even clean. I think the, the last clean loss was against Goto in that yeah. same tournament. So coming up to five years of Mox losing to a New Japan guy. So, you know, we say, oh, yeah, Mox, great. Come on over. He comes over to to beat New Japan guys. So anyone expecting, oh, Osprey's, you know, going to come back and return the favour to Shota or Tsuji or whatever, not happening. If he's coming over, he's coming over to beat New Japan wrestlers. I would tend to agree with that. Not tend to, I would agree with it. Um, the only, again, the only little wrinkle I would throw in is that, you know, it, the number seems more daunt, like the year seems more daunting than, you know, keep in mind, we did have a pandemic um, and we had a lot of wacky shows that were under the New Japan Pro Wrestling banner. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. And that, and, and it is kind of shocking, not kind of shocking. It's shocking in the sense that you you would think that you would have more say in the matter, and it feels like you don't. Um, you don't have you know if 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 they're coming over with with the idea of yeah oh, I can still wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, you, you can when you're allowed. It's not like okay I can wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm definitely in G one. No, you're not, because because we have you at a house show in Iowa, right? Um, and, and you're booked there for TV. Um, it's not like okay, I'm I, I'm I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, maybe maybe not. Depends on what we got going on. I mean, AEW has a show in Newark. I'm going to say the either the night before or the night after Wrestle Kingdom. Um. So, you know, I'm sure that plays a, a, a bit of a factor. Look, the bottom line is this. Uh, the, the idea of this being a, an equal partnership is, at this point, completely laughable. Um, and I'm happy for guys getting some extra money because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is pro wrestling. And I, I and and like I, I you could you could put this little segment in if we did a podcast in 1978, 1984, 1990, whatever. It's all the same. It's pro wrestling, and the the wrestlers themselves are looking for. They're going to follow the money. They're following the money. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is that this partnership wouldn't be a partnership if there wasn't some financial benefit for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's be very honest here. There's- yeah, I mean, the wrestlers love it, I'm sure, because they get a nice payday. And this very could well be the only thing keeping a lot of those wrestlers around, the fact that they're allowed to go and work those AEW dates, you know, work a Dynamite, work a Forbidden Door to get a nice payday. You know, that could be all that stopping them from quitting New Japan altogether. So... We understand that there's a financial element to it, but you know there've been lopsided partnerships before. Like that's fine. It's not the fact that oh, you know the guys are coming over and winning blah 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 blah. It's just the the 
the lack of care and cohesion with which it's done. So this Osprey thing being a case in point, right? That is, I think, is compromised the Wrestle Kingdom match because now we've got a Wrestle Kingdom match between a heel and two AW guys, right. which is weird, right? I don't think that's particularly good booking. I'm not saying, oh, there's got to be a goodie and a baddie in every wrestling match, but... Who am I supposed to cheer for now? I don't know who I want to cheer for. I don't don't particularly care for any of them. And and I'm not I, I will you know, for people thinking, oh, this is gonna be Finley winning the title, I'll believe that when I see it, because you know, based on the the booking for Osprey since AW have been sniffing around, and as I've said, Moxley does not lose when he comes to New Japan, I'll be very, very surprised if either of those take a loss. So my my problem is I think it's it's disrespectful to announce that now. You know, could could they not have waited until after Wrestle Kingdom or after New Begin? I mean, we all knew it, but the fact that they've announced it now, I think, is causing unnecessary issues for the builds of Wrestle Kingdom. And other companies haven't done that. You know, at least when WWE signed New Japan guys, that was it. They were gone. And, you know, they didn't didn't announce it beforehand. You didn't have the spectre of it looming over their biggest show of the year. They had the rest of Kingdom, and then that was it. They were gone. There was none of the, you know, dangling the car. Oh, he might come back and work New Japan in the future. No, that was it. That was gone. Uh, And uh, it's a little added side for that. Um, The WWE fans weren't half as annoying as the AW fans are about all this, saying like, oh, you should be grateful that, um, you know, Tony's allowing people to come over there and and beat all your guys, which is just, it's, it's absolutely exhausting. Yeah, I mean, they're just dopes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wish I, 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 I wish I had a great answer for you to, to, to kind of to say, okay, here's why they're doing this announcement now. It does kind of put any damper on the idea of him passing a torch to younger guys, doesn't it? It does kind of put a damper on the idea of him going out. And, and giving whatever momentum and juice and whatever and doing the pro wrestling thing and making a new star. And he did with, I mean, he, he definitely helped in, in that. Um, but I think we all thought that there, there was more, more there to give. And, and I'm not blaming will on that. Like it's just now, I don't know. Like th- there's no, like the whole thing was handled weird, and, and let's be honest here. Even him on that presser, like with his time being done, and you know he's only got so long to go, and I don't trust you, and like even that in hindsight seems really weird. Like why would you do that? Like you you just you devalued everything, you know. Like I don't think people are scrambling to see Will Osprey's last New Japan contracted match. It's just a weird scenario the whole fucking way around. And I hate to say it. Like, this just screams Tony Khan. And the, and the reason I say that is this. is not out of jealousy. And it's not out of spite. And it's not out of anger. It's said because of all the feedback that we get from people both in. Yep, that's right, people. We talk to people that work for AEW, workers. And out, of course, we talked to people from New Japan Pro Wrestling that just kind of find it almost laughable how absolutely 
off the charts, uncoordinated, uncoordinated, is that the word I'm looking for? Um, It's a shit show there. (laughs) I'm going to be very honest. It's a shit show in AEW. Like, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Uh, It's just chaotic, and it feels like there's nine different voices. The best way people have described it, in some cases, it's, it's WCW all over again. Um, and you know, something like this being done, this announcement just screams, I, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I think of. You think Will Ospreay was like, yep, let's announce that. You know, I don't know. Like, like, like if, if Will had the chance, do you think he would be like, and let's not do that because I have all these dates I got to do for new. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like there was one interest that was served, and it was the guy with the most money. Yeah, the guy trying to boost the Wembley pre-sale. Right, right. Does I mean does that not bother anybody else? It 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 it, it annoys the fuck out of me. Um, and once again, I go back to this is pro wrestling. And and I hate to say it, but the guy who writes the biggest checks wins. The guy who writes the biggest checks wins, and that's and that's because of what pro wrestling is. It's because of the fact that these guys chase the money as quickly as they can because you know they're putting their bodies and lives on the line to 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 perform. And yeah, I don't blame them, but the fact that it is this, and that there really isn't a. You know, a governing pro wrestling body, you know, and every other sport, there is some type of fun- functionality and 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 governing power that kind of keeps things in line, whether that's salary caps, whether that's uh, you know, no trades during a certain time frame or, you know, just something to keep things, you know, at, at a somewhat level playing field. I mean, a, a Premier League is is a shit show in its own, but. You know, you look at the NFL and you look at the NHL and you look at the NBA and it, it, it is that to a certain degree. Um, but it's just the general nature and structure of pro wrestling that just says if, if you've got the most money, you win. And that's what kind of is disappointing. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc yeah i don't even know if i'm annoyed with tony khan here because this that's like getting annoyed at a baby for shitting himself that right. that is what tony khan does like mental cocaine fueled incoherent booking right that that's what happens but yeah i'm more annoyed at new japan for allowing it to happen and you know this is not 
again, a case of me getting annoyed at New Japan getting cucked by a large promotion because it's happened before. I know New Japan do it to other companies, but when New Japan do that to other companies, it is not like a ghost at the feast looming over that company for the entire year. It's not permeating the entire booking. New Japan is rarely taking their titles hostage. And at the end of the day, if that does happen, you know, look at Yuji Nagata in All Japan, at the end of the day, they put someone over. They'll put over one of those wrestlers. So that is the, the heart of pro wrestling, is it? It's pro wrestling one-on-one that you have a wrestler and they build up some heat, they win matches, they win a championship, they win more matches, the wrestler gets prestige, the champion gets prestige, builds up the heat, and then they put over another wrestler for that. You know, it's not a one-for-one sort of transient property of the the heat and the prestige and all that but it's it's basic pro wrestling isn't it that you put over the next guy so that you know you're building up the the stars of tomorrow but that is the step that seems to be removed here like i'm not seeing a coherent strategy for what this is in adolf you know who is the next guy that this is benefiting And and i suppose this would be a good time to sort of transition to talk about the aw continental classic where eddie kingston is confirmed as being a part of that and the winner of that tournament, this is basically the, the G1 knockoff. Winner will become the inaugural holder of the AEW Continental Championship, as well as winning the ROH World Championship and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, the latter two held by Eddie Kingston. With all three championships, the Continental Classic winner will be declared the first AEW Triple Crown Champion. So, you know, we poked a bit of fun at the Eddie Kingston strong title reign. And it's a strong title. Who gives a fuck? We've been saying for over a year now they should get rid of it. But... He, when Jay White was on his way out the door, he put over Eddie Kingston. And then Eddie Kingston's been working New Japan, got the strong title and went on this lengthy reign. It's been a, a pretty good reign. You know, if all things considered, it's been fine. But it's a reasonable expectation that at the end of that, you put over a New Japan guy with the New Japan title that he's holding. And, you know, Gabe Kidd has been built up to be that next challenger. But now it just seems that that, strong championship is just going to get subsumed into this tournament and put on whoever wins it this triple crown champion so in terms of looking for okay who in new japan has that strong title run benefited there's nobody right and unless there's some sort of booking slight hand that i'm not privy to where it will all make sense and i'll be like oh okay yeah i see i see how it's helped such and such it's like you've built up this reign and put a bit of prestige on the belt and now it's just evaporated because tony can't it's just there's just no long-term thinking no coherency it's just absolute slapdash booking and but that's what pro wrestling is right now yeah and i feel like we're the dinosaurs man like i feel like we're the again we're the people screaming at the clouds of why does this makes no sense people don't care about that anymore i feel like like i that's the only answer i can give you like people that idea that we were brought up with of what pro wrestling is and and the basic fundamentals that you would think that that every everything the foundation would be built on, it's 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 no longer, it's it's not there, it's it's just not. And people go to shows so they can sing along to their fucking music, and they can do reaction shots, right? With you know, oh my, I can't believe I saw that. Like you, 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 you've seen it for years, but <laughs> I don't know why you're acting shocked. Uh, but it's like about it's, it's, it's that that's what pro wrestling has become. That's what not pro- become. That's what pro wrestling is. And the idea that we're sitting here, um, you know, wishing for what feels like 
it wasn't that long ago, but in 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 all actuality, it's years gone by. You know, it's like dog years. Like it's a lifetime ago of what we thought pro wrestling was and is, and that's all being phased out for this. The instant pop, the um oh the reaction shot, the um we can't hold people's attention and and truth be told the majority of people don't give a fuck about the uh, a lineage of a title or a um a storyline of 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 competing for a title they want goofiness and silliness and they want to have fun and they want wholesomeness that's wholesome like that's what that's what people want and guess what Joel guess who guess who are the clowns in all this us because we are behind apparently we're behind the times we're behind the times the times are what what we have right now that's what it is and and you have audiences that have been built off of that for decades at this point with WWE and Vince right the biggest complaint with that promotion was nothing mattered. It was just about the fucking sideshow coming to town, the Harlem Globetrotters coming to town, the event coming to town. And it didn't matter about feuds or wins and losses. And everybody would have their fucking hands in the air and be like, what is this? How can you watch? This is not pro wrestling. And and it's not. It's sports entertainment. And then you thought uh, as the years go by that – Wow, wouldn't it be great to have another American promotion that that would be the opposite and be the antithesis of what we're seeing? And you and you clung to that, and you hoped. And there were moments where it was like, "Oh, that's ECW, okay, it went bankrupt. Oh, that's that's TNA, okay, that that was dysfunctional at best. Oh, it's this promotion. And at one point, it's oh, it's it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're going to come to save us, give us what we want." And that didn't work. Didn't work. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is going to save us. <laughs> didn't work. And at the end of the day, what worked is this. Because it's easy. You're not booking a territory. You don't have to sit there and have like storylines. It doesn't matter. Because guess what? They could have somebody come out, do the most heelish thing on God's green earth. On one given show, and then the next week, they could come out and be the babiest of baby faces on God's green earth. None of it matters because that's what not what people want. Yes, there are still pro wrestling fans that cling to that hope. I, I'm I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of done with it, and and I worry that while we get little tastes of it, I think those days are long gone, and I and I feel like I'm I'm coming. Like all of this has led up to this moment for me. Like all of this has led up to the like when I bitch and moan and I complain and I yell and I throw f bombs and I whatever. I I hate to say it. I'm at complete apathy. I'm at complete. Okay. Well, whatever. Because guess what? We're not going to go back in time. It's not going to change. And this is what it is. And either. The people who are screaming at the clouds have to adapt, or we got to find a new hobby. That's it. I mean, this partnership's not going anywhere. Um, as much as 
we moan about it, the benefits are obvious. Like the, financially, I don't think New Japan can do without this at the moment. I think if you take that away, then there's serious financial issues and, and also talent retention issues as well. I think yeah. if they suddenly announce tomorrow, right, the, the partnership with AW is over. None of you guys Wait. get to work AW shows anymore. They the, the talent would be pretty furious, wouldn't they? Yep. Yeah. And all you're hurting is, A, whoever's making a couple extra bucks in this partnership that's not in-ring talent and the in-ring talent, right? That That's who gets fucked by that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's like the, the, that path has already been set. Like COVID was a big reset button. You know, we were talking about like House of Torture and how can fucking House of Torture be a thing? It's a thing because that's where we are, right? Um, At least House of Torture put over the baby faces. <laughs> I know. Ain't that the truth? But you know what I mean? Like, I, like, like I think Jay White, like, like we want to like throw praise onto Jay White because of of how we perceive pro wrestling um and and how that to, to us and and being brought up in, in in pro wrestling that's how that's how it was that's how it's done and and it's a logical thing right it's a lot we're not talking about logic anymore we're not talking about continuing storyline that's exhausting that's exhausting for a pro wrestling company we're here to make moments joe we're here to make moments and um Unless New Japan Pro Wrestling says, okay, we're going to be the opposite of that. We're going to stick in our lane and just be that and, and kind of just kind of settle in in a, in a uh, home base uh, Japanese promotion. Um, it's, it's not going to happen because if we have these partnerships with North American-based companies, this is, this is our lives. This is, what it, this is what pro wrestling is at that point. That's it, and I don't know if we can get keep getting annoyed about it each time. There's no point; like we don't have the energy for that. So it's just something we have to learn to live with and just keep it at arm's length. Anything involving AW, just compartmentalize that and be like, okay, we'll try and enjoy the stuff that is actually allowed to be booked for New Japan with you know the New Japan titles that are on New Japan contracted wrestlers and everything else. We just kind of hand wave which is sad that's hard and it, it seems to be eating up bigger and bigger chunks of the big time. shows and time like if you're a fan like now i gotta fucking filter through shit that's good and not you know what i mean like i just want to put on a show and watch a show you know and and hope it makes sense at the end of the, by the time i ha- you know i hang up by the time i turn off the the, the show and i don't have to be like oh it's this is this part so i'm going to fast forward and oh this is this you know what i mean like I don't know. That seems like a like. Would you do that for any other show or any other content? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fast forward the parts of The Sopranos where Tony's in and Paulie's in, and I'm gonna fast forward through uh, Christopher's boring stuff with the band. And you know what I mean? Like, well, no, this is what AEW fans have to do at the moment with all the you know MJF likes to talk about all the different flavors of ice cream. There's some chunks of the AEW product at the moment that AEW fans are, are hand waving, so it's, it's infected New Japan as well. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, there's always been elements of pro wrestling on even the hottest of promotions that you would just be like, okay, this this is 
this is weird and I'm not into, you know, fucking, you know, Crockett promotions had Jimmy Valiant, you know, and even though, even though Jimmy Valiant was certainly not my cup of tea feuding with Paul Jones, like at least there was like some, some unifying threads of why they were even fighting, you know, and why they even hated each other. And yes, it sucked. You know, you fucking Barbarian and Tijo Khan and all these fucking, you know, mid-carters at best. You would, I don't know, at least that made, like, the, the, the general theme of it still made sense. But now it just feels like the different flavors that MGF is talking about is so scattered and so random. Like, okay, you can have different flavors on a, on a uh, dinner plate. But there is some cohesion, right? Like, like you're not going to yeah, have... A- there's long-term coherence, isn't there? That's, that's right. what I feel we're losing here. Like, it doesn't seem worth it to pay attention to it and, and analyse the booking and predict where it's going to go because we're just getting increasing examples now where a guy has the belt, goes on a long run, and then they politic their way into a corner, don't put over the next guy, and the belt gets subsumed into another title, and then there's, there's a tournament, and you know nobody benefits at the end of it. So... It's just like it's kind of become pointless to analyze, right? But I think that, that we don't, yeah, we don't have the faith that there's going to be a satisfying conclusion to it, right? But the and, but the I guess the disappointing part of it is is that um, for for what it at least feels like is that that chapter is gone from a lot of people's lives, right? It's a sad day when you wake up and you realize mm, this thing that I've been watching for years, it's it's now not for me, you know, it's now not a thing that. I am, you know, willing to carve out time in my life to to watch. Like I'm just powering through it, um, and I can. I love great matches. I fucking get boners over great matches. Um, but that's not enough, unfortunately. You know, like like great moments are are great moments, but. They're just that. They're great moments. I don't know. I just, I. Yeah, we don't want it to be like, you know, PWG or whatever. It, it, right. It shouldn't be a promotion that it's just you parachute in for great matches and that's it. Right. You watch Bola and you're like, holy fuck, what an amazing show. But okay, what does that Tune mean? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Right. And that's, 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 that's where I feel like. Now, again, are there storylines in New Japan? Of course there are. Yes. 100%. But it's this overarching theme of, at the end of the day, none of this really matters. None of this is important. And we're going to pivot as quickly as we can say the word pivot because we have a lot of fucking chaos. In, and again, not the, the faction in pro wrestling right now. Like under the surface, I like like things might feel a little weird, like a little cloudy, you know, a little, oh, it might be some rain on the horizon. But it feels like underneath the hood. It's a fucking hurricane, and we can't stop it, and it's only getting bigger. Yeah. Don't know what else to say. See you in December. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, All right, so that's Will Ospreay. Then uh, we have this title. Um, uh, Do we we have any participants yet? Do we know who's in this? Is this the... yeah, so there's uh, Brian Danielson, Andrade, El Idolo, Mark Briscoe, and Eddie Kingston. I tell you what would be an extremely funny outcome here is that we're expecting 
Okada to beat Danielson, right? What if Tony Khan has decided Danielson's winning this tournament, Danielson's going to be the triple crown champion, and that actually he doesn't want Brian Danielson to lose to Kazuchika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, he's pulling the strings, isn't he? <laughs> it feels like. Just imagine that. Can you imagine? I, like, I kind of want it to happen just to see what the reaction would be. How how do you if you're if you're Okada at this point? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because I know, like I I haven't I I personally I haven't seen it online, but I know that there is there are questions. Let's put it that way. Of well, let me ask you this: How would you feel? And I'll put I'll put this out to the listeners as well. How would you feel knowing that the guy that you brought into the company and helped groom, and one of one of the conversations that we had brought up this great point? Um, how would you feel if you were Okada, seeing the person that you groomed being brought in, uh, being made a star? under the promotion that you apparently are the top guy in walk away to probably double what you're making. That's the rumor, by the way, I don't even think it's a rumor. I think it's kind of verified. And again, I I'm not looking in his bank account by any stretch, but let's just say more, let's just call it more. How would you feel being Okada? Well, I think there'd be a sense of pride and satisfaction that yeah. you've had the eye for talent and you helped this guy become a superstar. Mm. I don't know. I, I would like to think that Okada is motivated by more than just looking at the bank balance. You know, this is a guy who is the the figurehead of the company. You know, as far as we know, is basically what getting, company? Well, Bushiro. <laughs> this is a guy who I, I think is is got a, an office role waiting for him. When he does hang up his boots, if okay. not before, you know, could that could be happen concurrently? He's got plenty of sponsorship deals. His wife is uh, a big star in Japan in and of her own right. So I don't personally sense the danger of him being like, "Oh, I'm not making enough money. I'm going to go to America." But you can never rule it out. But I don't think he goes yeah. to America. But I definitely think he's a guy that has enough pull in the promotion to be like, "Where's mine?" You know, where's mine? And I think for, for New Japan to be able to do that, they would have to cut fat, wouldn't they? Right? To kind of give him the money that he feels like he deserves. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I'm Okada, I'm looking at myself and I'm in the mirror and I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I, if if everything that you're saying is accurate, which I truly believe it is, and and trust me, I don't think he it's he's like, you know, packing his bags and heading up to fucking Stanford, Connecticut. That being said, you don't think he goes to the table and says, "Hey, you know what? How about a little more in the wallet? How about a little more in the bank account?" Because, well, a you're not paying fucking will now, whatever you were paying them, and b. You know, I've been your guy forever, and if I'm still your guy, then and he's making this much money over here, 
I mean, is do you think there's that conversation that goes on? I don't know. I mean, there have been guys have left New Japan before for presumably a lot more lucrative contracts. So, yeah. Right, I, just don't don't, I don't see that as being something that's really going to rattle Okada's cage. Okay. All right. Well, I'm financially motivated. That's for fucking sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have that conversation at least. He's a rainmaker. Right. He makes it rain money. He's doing fine. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Um, so where do we go from here, Joel? I'm not even talking about the show. Where do we go from here? I don't know, Damon. I mean, see what Wrestle Kingdom looks like. See what New Year Dash looks like. But again, a lot of people are saying it. It's, it's as I said, arm's length. It's hard to get that excited and emotionally invested in a product that, you know, we have such concerns about the long-term direction and booking of. And you know, to be fair, right, this is this is not all stuff caused by AW and Tony Khan. There have been plenty of unforced errors yep. on New Japan's part that had absolutely nothing to do with AW. Yeah. You know what's funny is that all this being said, this might be one of the mo- more fun lineups for a World Tag League I can remember. <laughs> I mean, that's like, what I'm putting all my hopes on this uh, Shota and Ren tag team. They put a great uh, in- fireside interview up on YouTube where they're flirting with each other, being like, oh, you know, we would be good lovers. <laughs> so at least they're getting back to basics there of uh, just leaning heavily <laughs> on the homoeroticism, which is, uh, you know, what, what made New Japan great in the first place. So no doubt. They can't take that away from me. <laughs> right. At least they know where their bread is buttered. Uh, right. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what, Xander Z- Jr., he's looking fucking cool as well. Have you seen him? The, yes. the pirate guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he looks like a like he, I mean he he looks like a fucking stud. You know what I mean? Like he he's got he's got a bot on him. Um I'm excited for World Tag League. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I I, I mean I'm, not, I'm maybe not excited where I'm watching every fucking thing on earth, but I'm excited for it. I think it's I think it's a decent lineup. Yeah, look at him. He I mean this guy's a fucking He's got no. It looks like he's got that old, almost like Liger CTU type mask. It's pretty cool. Look at his arms. Holy fuck! I mean, look, Yoda Suji's a big boy, right? And maybe this is the camera angle. Compare these two guys' arms. Holy fuck! Compare the upper body. This guy's a fucking beast. I mean, honestly, the guy's got Batista arms. A fucking monster. Yeah, I'm getting Hulk Hogan 80s vibes. <laughs> oh my God. The pythons, the bandana. Yeah, let's go. Prayers, vitamins, all the whole fucking nine yards on this dude. So anyway, World Tag League should be good. Let me no, let me pump the brakes. <laughs> that's that's our silver lining. All, all that, like 40 <laughs> minutes of doom and But World Tag League should be good. So uh, yeah. See I mean, guys. it looks interesting, at least on paper. It looks interesting, at least on paper. Some of these teams are pretty, and blocks look pretty... At least, again, on paper, have the potential to at least hold your interest, right? Even if you are the person. Yeah. Even if you are the person who just, okay, I'm going to watch these for the matches, you know? And and really, that's what you got to do. These are are fucking house shows for the most part. Um, I mean, there are are opportunities for this, uh, some of these matches to be really good. But, again, I would say tread cautiously. 
The ice, the pond looks like it's frozen. It looks like we have a nice thick sheet of ice. Uh, just be careful for a uh, thin spot. <laughs> That's all I'll say because you might go under. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say check out the Korokun shows, check out the Eddie and Osaka shows. I think they will where we will see the tour at its best, but otherwise just sort of circle the matches that you think look cool on paper where you're going to see guys that you enjoy going at it. You know, I'm looking at, you know, seeing guys like Gabe Kidd and Kaito Kiyomiya facing off again, that that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, when it gets into the, the more obscure venues on the tour, yeah, I said before, this is not a tour that is designed to be consumed to completion. It's a house show tour. You know, guys are going to be doing pretty much the same shit most nights. So don't go into every single show expecting some, you know, unique, creatively booked uh, matches from top to one. It's not going to happen. So just pick and choose. Right, right. Is 2024 going to be better than 23? Yes, it will. Because you would have to, have to start doing something meaningful with those young guns. Okay. Yusuji, Umino, Ren, Yuya, Gay Kids, Watto, Kevin Knight, Akira. Like that's that's what Maloney. I'm... Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, look, that's that's I think that's what everybody's hanging their hat on. Um we shall see. We shall see. This this weekend has not been good for New Japan fans, that's for sure. But uh okay. We have to wait and see, but I would caution everyone who what the depressing part is, Joel, is that um, the, major- the the reason why we did this podcast and the reason why I we even started fucking PureCast and the reason people listened and, and, and stayed with us is for the same reasons we all love pro wrestling. And um, I feel like that's being taken away. And I think that's kind of where my... Uh, I don't want want to call it sadness, but kind of the realization of, and when I say this is not for me, um, is is coming from. Like I kind of feel that slipping away from me. Um, And that's, I guess, uh, I guess everything changes. Everything, Everything must change. All things must pass. All things must pass. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to end it on a more more optimistic or dynamic note than that. It's just been a very exhausting weekend, and there's not even been much in Japan. But uh, hey, uh, Taichi is our KPW champion in a very fun and silly match. So uh, we got that going for us, right? And, and here's Taichi. what I'm going to do. And I'm going to follow Chris Charlton on Twitter because he seems to have the fucking rah rah going. So I'm, I'm I'll, I'll I'll watch listen to him. He'll, he'll yes, be he, he can make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> he sure can. All right, uh, how do you want to wrap it up? Uh, See you in December. Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.